0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Wrestling with Johnners. This is episode 79, and this is a special uh, interview with episode. Uh, We have a a special guest on the line. We'll be introducing that guest very, very soon. Uh, First of all, uh, as I like to do at the beginning of every single episode, is to throw out my social media plugs uh, so you know where to get a hold of us uh, if you want to say hi. Uh, On Twitter, we are at withjohnners underscore pod. So that's at withjohnners underscore pod on Twitter. On Instagram, you can find us, instagram.com forward slash wrestlingwithjohnners. And of course, go out and search our fun and popular and uh, friendly and interactive Facebook community page. uh, Just search Wrestling With Joners, and that's Joners Spout J-O-H-N-E-R-S. And of course, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, please don't forget to hit subscribe so you it can be notified every time a new episode drops and uh, you can find the Wrestling Majolis podcast on all popular podcast platforms including Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean and YouTube. Uh, we've been doing a lot of work to our YouTube page of late so please go and check it out uh, for all of our audio podcasts and uh, some exclusive video podcasts up there as well plus uh, tons of exclusive content including my uh, vlogs from all of the wrestling shows that I attend over the last uh, few years and any exclusive interviews are up there as well and tons more um now please spread the word um I like say give us a follow in all of our social media pages and subscribe to our podcast and youtube channels today um it helps get even more people listening to the wrestling majotas podcast so today we do have a special guest it is a special interview uh, with episode and uh, well, Wrestling journalists will be doing quite a bit of work in uh, connection with uh, a certain wrestling group coming out of Essex uh, called Independent Wrestling Elite UK. And um, the first person I'm going to be interviewing uh, in conjunction with that wrestling group um, is a, a gentleman by the name of uh, Jack Alexander, um, otherwise known as Xander, uh, his wrestling name. So uh, Jack, uh, good evening. How are you doing? Not too
1: bad. How about yourself?
0: Very good. It's excellent to have you on board and excellent to be speaking to you. Um, looks like this interview is really going to be to, to find out about you, uh, your love for wrestling and your career so far. And uh yeah, so that my listeners can find out all about Xander, I suppose, and uh, uh get familiar with, with yourself as a, as, a, as a wrestling fan and as a wrestling character. So uh, first of all, Jack, um I want to find out a little bit about how it all began for you. Um I'm, I'm assuming that you've been a lifelong wrestling fan, um, but when, when did you first come across professional wrestling what was your first kind of recollection or first glimpses of professional wrestling uh take me back to that that day when your eyes popped wide open and you kind of fell in love with pro wrestling
1: that day so um i i haven't been a lifelong fan surprisingly uh, i got into it quite late which is quite sad um i got into it when i was in my early teens so i was probably about 13 14 i miss i missed the whole era of action figures as a child i'm very disappointed
0: <laughs> <what I'm> <laughs>
1: I, n- I, ne- I never got one of those big old plastic Helena cells to play with as a kid. <laughs> it's
0: never Darn too it. late. <laughs> it's never too late.
1: I may have to do it. But um, I got into it when I was about thirteen, fourteen. It was uh, my parents that got me into it. My um, stepdad was massively into wrestling, and he used to watch it with my mum a lot. Um, And I would see it every now and then, but the first time I ever sat down and properly watched a match and I can remember this vividly was uh, WrestleMania 27, which is regarded as uh, not the best WrestleMania, but it it happened to have one of the best matches at WrestleMania, in my opinion, which was the first Undertaker, the second Undertaker versus Triple H match, which was just absolutely fantastic. And I remember that being the first wrestling match that ever drew me in. And I was like, whoa, that was awesome
0: you were hooked from that moment onwards.
1: Oh yeah. I've always been a massive undertaker Mark that, that is a, that was the moment where I knew I loved it. Um, yeah. I you, so
0: I was going to ask you about some of your favorite wrestlers. So you've mentioned the undertaker, um, any other kind of wrestlers that uh, have really captured your imagination and, and been uh, favorites of yours ever since?
1: Oh God. Yeah. Uh, it's mainly like the character characters. I, 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 I very, I admire wrestlers who are just wrestlers, but I love the wacky and zany. Like the guys who draw me in are Sammy Callahan, uh, John Moxley, uh, Bray Wyatt, Ro- uh, Rhino as well. Like those guys, uh, uh, drew me in and they, I could just tell, like, those were, they, they, they just have a certain aura about them. Like they go into the ring and that, you know, they're just about to, you know, fuck, shut up.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. And um, so, so how would you say that your, your love for pro wrestling as a fan has changed since you've got older and especially now that you're part of the business, you're involved in the business yourself. Uh, how would you say your kind of your, 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 your fandom um, as a, as a wrestling fan uh, as you've got older has changed Jack.
1: Uh, well, I think as most people get older, they um, they start to refine their tastes a little bit and they start branching out. Like obviously, when I first started watching, I watched the most available product to me, which was WWE. As most people get into it, to start with. Uh, but as you get older, you start experiencing and you can start going to local shows and you can start looking for more in-depth stuff online. So you start watching stuff that's from Japan. You start watching stuff that's from Mexico and you start reading at uh, you start developing. Your uh, your taste for it, like I've always, I've always liked WWE uh, lately. They've been a bit weird, but um, I my tastes have definitely branched out quite a lot more now. I definitely watch a lot more indie stuff. Like Brit uh, rest is massive. Like there's so many promotions and there's so much free content online. You can just you'll just look online and you can find anything, any style, anything, and it's it's just all great. Like a lot of the time when I'm in the gym and I'm doing cardio. I'll just go on Google. I'll go on YouTube, and I'll just find like a random match on YouTube. It could be from any promotion, anywhere, and I'll just watch it. I really enjoy watching something that isn't uh, popularized, like seeing like yeah. and seeing these indie guys doing random cool moves that you haven't seen anyone do before. I really enjoy seeing the inventiveness behind some people.
0: Yeah, I mean, along them lines, I mean, the, the wrestling products is, is is really changed and developed and, and uh grown oh, at a, a, a pace i mean you just look at uh, this year alone where you've had aw come into the fold and um you know the growth of nxt to the point where it's uh, being shown uh two hours per week on on network tv um and and independent wrestling I don't care what anybody says it's still very very strong it's still very very healthy um but uh, what, what's oh, good, yeah. your kind of what's your thoughts on the current product then, Jack, in, in terms of you know obviously the, the continued growth of the business and the availability of uh, so many different promotions as you mentioned that, that's out there a, a, a touch of a finger really a touch of a button. But um, what, what's your kind of thoughts on the rest in products that's available to fans uh, currently? You know, I suppose I'm kind of uh, hinting at AEW and some of the newer <laughs> promotions as well, really. I
1: think um, I think it's awesome with Wednesday nights are an absolute God's gift to any wrestling fan. If you have NXT, which is producing the best wrestling product that WWE has ever produced. And you also have AEW, which is producing a nice, fresh take on wrestling. And everything AEW is doing is different. They're doing nice. They're doing storylines. that have great resolutions. They're developing brand new characters, which the country hasn't even seen before. And they're doing and they're doing it brilliantly like everything about AEW, i really love there's not there's not much they've done that i can say oh i'm not too sure about that and the same goes for nxc both of them are absolutely brilliant as far as the actual climate goes i feel like there's a lot of um there's definitely a lot of promotions popping up these days and to a certain point you've got to think to yourself are they starting to oversaturate the market which is great for like um great for guys like us who want to work every want to work every weekend work every weekday and you know get out there but you've got to wonder how many times a wrestling fan can go to a show and watch the same match over and over again. So I think I think it, I think it's good and bad at the same time.
0: Yeah. And do you get a chance to attend any wrestling shows yourself when you're when you're not busy working, when you're not oh, busy, uh, busy I, wrestling, I should say?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been injured for the last five months, so <laughs> I've, I've taken the uh, I've taken the pleasure of being able to sit as an audience member and uh, watch some of my mates wrestle and being able to go out and to these shows just as a fan.
0: Ah, so, so what injury are you currently carrying then, Jack?
1: Oh, um, in July I, I, uh, in July I fractured and dislocated my wrist in a death match. Ouch. Yeah, I was um, I was in a ma- in a match with the lovely Clint Magira, who's absolute top bloke, loving the pieces, and um, unfortunately, It was just it was one of the million chances, it was one of those ones where it's just like if you thought about thought about the positioning, it would have been all right. But I was lying down with a chair on my chest, and um. He did a rolling thunder onto the chair, and it was just because I had my hand propped underneath it, all the weight came down on my wrist and just popped out completely.
0: Wow. Okay. And uh, did that match uh, continue? Did you have no. to kind of end the match? <laughs> it, you, no. It, it did end promptly.
1: I, uh, I looked over at my wrist, and I promptly screamed profanities and ran backstage. <laughs> Yeah, That was. A, yeah. yeah, there was, that was... That at, no, at no point did it cross my mind that I wanted to stay in that ring. Cause, <laughs> good Lord. There Two was a 20 split. 20. There was a split second in my mind where I was like, maybe it's not as bad as it hurts. And then I looked over at my hand and it looked like the Harry Potter uh the uh, lightning bolt and i thought nope i'm not staying here
0: <laughs> you're not continuing with this one but uh there we go so I, I want to ask you about um when you first started training then jack so so when did it begin for you when did the training as a pro wrestler start for you how long ago and uh, just kind of set the scene as far as kind of um who you started training with uh what what, what training school it was what uh, wrestling school set the scene on uh, when you first started training then jack
1: so i was i think i was around 18 and i think i was about three four stone heavier than i was right now (laughs) and my hair was not nearly as long and i was scrolling through faith i've always had this i've always had the dream of being a professional wrestler i think there's certain people when they watch wrestling they just infects them they're like oh my god i need to do that but there was always a part of me that knew that i needed to do that so when I was just scrolling through Facebook one day and I just happened to see a sponsored ad pop up for a uh, school that was opening fairly close to where I was. It was about a half hour down the road by car, by train. It was about two hours, but, <laughs> um, so it was, it was very close to me. So it was one of those spur of the moment. Like it was on the same day that I was lo- looking at it and I just kind of packed all my stuff and stuff and just went straight for it. There was no hesitation behind it. I just literally, I saw it, I packed up and I just went and, i think yeah, i'm really thankful that i did that
0: well i was going to ask you about kind of the, you know a bit about that process and i was kind of uh wondering whether it was a daunting process but it sounds like you had no hesitation it was something that you you know had a desire to do and uh, you kind of jumped straight into it basically
1: um oh i mean i definitely uh i i was definitely uh shitting it all the way down there <laughs> like that the uh yeah, I was very, very worried about going to it because I was I was never an athletic kid. I never did any sports as a kid. I was very much a nerdy sit behind my PC and uh, never played any type of football or any sort of that. So when. um, Yes, yeah, so it, it was very daunting going down there and I didn't know anyone going down there either. So going to my first session, it was just um. It was terrifying but i was very very it was very fun uh, my school i still go to it now it's still up and running and they're still doing very well it is a school of slam they're located in harwich it's yes. uh, run by mark young and the lead trainer is paul tyrrell absolute legend in the scene 20 year vet and um yeah and paul, paul's taught me everything that i know and yeah
0: did, did you know anybody? Uh, I mean, when you stepped through the doors on, on day one, did you know anybody that was there already, or, or did you go in uh, not knowing anybody? That sounds oh, like a, quite, a, quite a daunting process. I mean, was there anybody no there that you recognised? No,
1: no, not at all. The weird part was though there was um, there was a sting uh, thing that ran a few months back. It was the same guy, um, Mark Young, who ran who runs Wrestling League. He um, he ran like a Sting uh, meet up and show as well, and like yeah. quite the few, quite the few of the guys that were at the training session were also at the Sting thing. So when I look back at when I was there, I can remember everyone that was there. So it's it's very <sighs> weird. It's very weird wrestling such a small world. How it all yeah. works out to get how it all works out together. But yeah, no, yeah, I had I, I knew no one there at all. Um, and it, yeah, that that. And luckily, uh, I made friends and people brought me into their groups. And I've met some of my closest best friends through wrestling. So,
0: Yeah. So so tell me about um, kind of your first few training sessions. And I mean, that, you know, the big step, turning up on day one, then learning the basics, taking your first bumps. Um, I mean, was there there anything there that almost put you off from going back on day two? Uh,
1: No, nothing put me off. I always I went every week without a doubt for yeah I've always been a religious trainer like for the last three and a half years I'll be there almost every weekend training Um, but yeah the first bump always sucks (laughs) yeah yeah, and especially because like you'll never do your first bump correctly so you'll land on your uh, coccyx or you'll land on your lower back and then you get winded when you do it properly and it's just always awful but um, I've seen people come into a wrestling ring and they get their first bump down like properly within like an hour and i've seen and unfortunately i was not one of those people <laughs> uh, it was a very very long process for me to actually become somewhat moderately okay at what i do <laughs> um, but
0: you obviously stuck at it and uh, you know oh, it, it was enjoying the process throughout
1: oh yeah, yeah i loved it i loved um e- even though i was terrible at it um, <laughs> I uh, I still loved learning, and I still love watching uh, what eventually became my friends being really good at it as well. But yeah, I was genuinely awful. It took me um, it took me near on a year just to be able to flip uh, do a flip bump properly. But that's because um, I, th- I feel like is I couldn't ever go over my head properly. So I had this massive. It, I think it's mainly conquering the fear inside my own head about it all, than it was actually uh, physically doing it.
0: Mm. so so you said you started training at 18 um mm-hmm. at what age or how long into the training process before you made your pro wrestling debut
1: uh i think i was about uh a year and a half two years into training okay. with luckily luckily um so we had so our process is we have School of Slam, which is our school promotion, and we also have Wrestling League, which is the pro promotion. So basically, School of Slam feeds into Wrestling League, like NXT, into WWE. Yeah. So uh, luckily, School of Slam where it actually was located um, at our camp. So during the summer and during some of the off months as well, we would be running camp shows pretty much every month. So I... Whilst I wasn't on pro shows, I was performing in front of you know fifty to one hundred and fifty people for uh, in with camp crowds, and I'm sure as a lot as the veterans will tell you, like camp crowds are the best way to gain experience. Mm.
0: And uh, how long have you been wrestling for to date? Then so you started training. When you used eighteen. Uh, you, your first match was a year and a half to two years later. Um, and oh, no, uh, so how long have you been? First, first match. Uh,
1: first match. Because uh I count pro and actual first match is completely different things. Okay. Um. So my first match I had within I was in a battle royal like a month in and
0: I've ah. got the footage,
1: I've got the footage of it and it's truly awful. <laughs> like.
0: Well, I was get, I was going to ask you know going back to that first match. I mean, uh, you know, what was it like? Uh, it must have been a thrilling experience. But uh, oh. look, look. I suppose if I look back on my first podcast, it would have been, you know, cringeworthy. Uh, but uh, what what your recollections of that first match?
1: Oh, it was amazing because um, I I don't know if you know anything about my gimmick now, but uh, when I came out, I looked almost, uh, it's so completely different. I came out to like uh, pendulum uh, slam and I came out as this happy, chirpy little baby face. And I remember it and I remember like, <laughs> I remember the butterflies going into it and honestly it's a battle royal so it's probably the easiest thing I've ever done but yeah I remember going into it and I remember being so ecstatic and I had my parents in the crowd watching and I feel bad that they had to watch that but (laughs) they were there for the first one you know there's always got to be a first.
0: Yeah. So um, when did you realise that you kind of had a bit of a, a knack for this wrestling Lark? then? You're actually getting quite good. I mean, you've been, you've been a, you know, uh, wrestling for a number of years now. Uh, so so how kind of far into the process before you kind of thought, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of starting to get a taste for this and I'm starting to become you know quite a good wrestler, even if it was in your own head. I mean, uh, how long did that take and uh, when did you realise you were starting to get quite good at this?
1: Uh this is gonna sound so negative, <laughs> but I've never truly believed that I am a great wrestler. Oh I,
0: come on! Yeah, no,
1: I, I always, always end up I always end up nitpicking my own work. I think like when I realized I was a okay wrestler was when um was when my coach said that I had a really good match. Like that was like because he's very hard to please, and when he yeah. said like yeah that was good. I was really pleased of it, and like I had people say it to me now, and I like I'm so thankful for the kind things people say to me. But <laughs> I still find it so hard to believe because there you,
0: you're any, your harshest critic.
1: Oh god, yeah. Any wrestler will tell you they'll watch back their match. They could do a hundred awesome things, but they'll go, yeah, but you didn't quite grip that wrist lock well enough, though, did you? You didn't quite sell that enough, did you? It's always same. <laughs> like, I'm a, I'm a, yeah, a, indeed horrible critic on myself but um yeah no it was about uh yeah I was a late bloomer I think it would have been end of I think this year I really got into my stride this year I think end of 2018 this year I was really really happy with the work that I was putting out and um I was like I was feeling more and more confident going into matches and putting stuff together and yeah it's a shame considering what happened in July but, yeah, I felt like I was having a pretty decent year. I was uh, well on my way to achieve some of my goals this year. But hey-ho, <laughs> we move yeah, on. Yeah,
0: yeah. And um, although this is in conjunction with Independent Wrestling Elite UK, uh, we spoke off air earlier on about uh, some of the other promotions that you've wrestled uh, for. Um, just just give them a bit of a shout-out to so the other promotions that you've uh, had the, uh, the honour of working with um, over the last few years then, Jack.
1: Yeah, uh, so like, the main people that brought me in to begin with were DOA. They were my first outside booking, and I love the guys at DOA. They're absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, some of the guys I've met through, through them as well. Uh, yeah, I can't, yeah. Uh, Dropkicks as well. I've worked for Falling Star, which is a promotion up in Norwich. They were quite fun to work with. And then IWE. They were, uh, they, they were some of the first guys that brought me in consecutively for, in for bookings, which I really liked. I worked for HEW, which is an Essex-based promotion. worked for ORW, which is a Clacton-based promotion. Another one that brought me in and trusted me with one of their top guys almost immediately was uh, UBW, Ultimate British Wrestling. They were fantastic. I love um, the promoter that runs that, Paul Ash. She's an absolute genius. And I love working for those guys. They're so kind, and they just brought me in and put me um, against C.J. Carter in like this big hardcore match, and it was super fun. Like I really enjoyed it, and yeah. And uh, another one is uh, New Force Wrestling as well. They brought me in. And I got to run babyface there as well, and I never get to run babyface, so that was really enjoyable. And um, I also worked, worked uh, one show with IPW as well.
0: And of course, uh, IWE. Um, so, uh, you've obviously had, uh, quite a few matches with, uh, IWE UK. Can you, tell us about your experiences working for, uh, for Frankie's promotion.
1: I was brilliant. So, um, I, I was really surprised because I messaged their Facebook page and I dropped them the CV and I was like, Hey, can I come work for you guys? And they were like, yeah, you look awesome. We love gothic wrestlers. And I was like, oh my God, someone who actually likes a goth wrestler. <laughs> um, so yeah, my my experience working with them so far has been absolutely amazing. Like um, some of the guys that put me up against they put me up against Rob Sharp. Like they didn't have to do that. They were, um they brought Rob Sharp in as like a way of like gifting and giving experience to some of the guys and they put they put a uh, second show that they brought me back for, they put me up against Rob Sharp and that's probably one of the biggest guys I've had um I've wrestled against and I'm really thankful for that. Like they didn't have to do that and they they uh, yeah they 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 saw a lot of potential in me and I'm really happy that they saw it because I'm ridiculously hungry to get out there.
0: Mm, Definitely. So you mentioned earlier about uh, being being a a goth wrestler. Uh, I'm really interested to find out more about your your gimmick. Um, So your wrestling name is obviously Xander. We've mentioned that. Uh, Tell us a bit about your gimmick, your look. Uh, Tell us a bit about uh, what influenced your style uh, as far as your your, your look and your presentation, Jack.
1: Uh, My gimmick's like, been a constant evolving thing ever since i first started uh i've always tried to change it up or try and be a little bit different i've always admired the guys that wear face paint i love face paint wrestlers i think it, it it for me it's a mask like i can put on the face paint and then i'm someone else you know um so uh my character is the uh he's this big death metal character corpse paint big leather jack big leather jackets you know, uh, death metal, all that sort of stuff. Uh, he, uh, one thing I coined over the uh, the last eight months before uh, was he uh, he's the goth daddy, which <laughs> really dude, uh, dude.
0: Re- I like that. I like that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, and uh, it's just he's he's the uh, he's the incarnate of like death metal. You know, it's the it's the white and black corpse paint. And as like as I progressed with the character, it got more and more crazy. Like I started doing uh it started off ridiculously neat and then i started doing it with my fingers and i started drawing drawing words up and down my arms and my body and stuff like that just to progress just to progress and become a bit different
0: Sounds awesome. Sounds absolutely awesome. And going on from your gimmick and your look, how would you describe your, your wrestling style? So, uh, um, I mean, you mentioned earlier that you, that you was in a, a death match, uh, which led to your, your wrist injury. Um, but uh, is, is that kind of your wrestling style or your, or your preferred uh, gimmick match of choice? Tell us a bit more about your, your kind of wrestling style and uh, um, if we were to watch you in the ring, what we would expect to see.
1: I think the easiest way to describe my style was suicidal. Honestly, (laughs) Um, I I love doing like I like doing spots that people wouldn't do because they'd be like, oh, I wouldn't do that because it's just like, yeah, but I'm going to go do that. And then you're going to be like, oh, (laughs) like um, very, very hard hitting, very, very uh, like I do like a lot of strikes. I like doing uh, like doing dives because a lot of fun. Um, It's very, very fast paced, very fast paced sort of movement. And yeah. Uh, I always like doing the unpredictable as well I always like doing snazzy reversals or trying to figure out something trying to figure out a move that you wouldn't have seen before or like a way of doing a move in like getting into a move that you wouldn't have seen before
0: Mm. and do you think this quite serious wrist injury that you've just experienced do you think that's going to affect your wrestling style when you do eventually get back into the ring
1: I tell you what, I'm not going to be doing any rolling funders with a chair on my chest anytime soon. <laughs> <That would be laughs> yeah. <sensible. laughs> yeah. yeah, I can uh, see that. I, I gotta be honest, I'm not going to rush back into the death matches straight away. But um, I think I'm not going to change my style because that's who I am. You know, I, yeah. I would I would rather I wouldn't want to go back and just be. And I respect. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to go be and be uh, go back and be something that I'm not. So but the one thing that's taught me is that I need to think about what I do and the placement of how I do things, because, you know, I before I used to just think about like, oh, I just do this move and then, oh, I just do that. Oh, oh, we could just do this. But now this has happened and now I now I can see in my mind that I've got to think about how I'm going to do it, how I'm going to land, how how the moves going to land afterwards, if that makes sense because Indeed. I don't want I it would have taken five seconds for me to think about like oh if I'm holding this chair from underneath I'm probably gonna get, uh, probably gonna break my hand but you know it's it's little things like that you never really think you never think about the little things until it's too late
0: yeah and you say you've been out for five months now Jack so what's the kind of uh, prognosis I mean how much longer do you think you're, you're going to be out for have you started training yet or when do you plan to start training
1: yeah so I've been training for about the last month um it's been really good like the first training session session i went back i was so scared and everyone was telling me to get out of the ring but um yeah no it's it's been going good like uh i've been doing physiotherapy on it as well and i've been able to uh put a lot of pressure back on it and i've been able to do press-ups on it and overall it's just been healing really well like training sessions are really good as well like i can i can bump properly without like worrying about actually hurting myself again which is really nice
0: yeah Oh, that's awesome! And going back to your wrestling style, are there any wrestlers that you've kind of model modeled your yourself on, or modeled your wrestling style after?
1: Uh, Sammy Callahan, for sure. Uh, right. I love I love Sammy's style. I love um, he's got such a weird style and i love throwing pump kicks as well so if you watch a sammy match he'll throw about three four pump kicks and i'm exactly the same
0: <laughs> so, so let's let's turn things around a little bit then jack so so what do you like to do when you're not wrestling um so uh, obviously you, you you've got a, a huge passion for wrestling but uh, is there anything else you're passionate about any hobbies any interests anything else you like to do when you're not inside a square circle
1: yeah sure uh, i'm it a- uh, one thing about me is that i am nothing like my character <laughs> i'm such a huge nerd outside of all of this thing one of my um one of my favorite things is um is i love to play D D. like uh i'm a huge dungeons and dragons nerd absolutely love it to pieces but you know i stay true to the character a little bit you know i play a warlock so
0: <laughs> fair enough <laughs> and uh what about any sporting any any musical in- uh, interests uh anything like that or are you just kind of like uh more of a, a computer game or a board game fan that sort of thing
1: oh yeah I, I i tried to play a musical instrument as a kid and uh, i uh, to coin futurama uh, i have what my uh, music teacher calls stupid fingers <laughs> I so DD I, is that yeah i cannot play a musical instrument for love nor money it, i am awful at it truly truly
0: awful <laughs> so focusing back uh into your your wrestling uh, career then so you've obviously had a, a mixture of tag matches and, and singles matches um have you had many tag matches jack and, and out of the two kind of do you, do you have a preference do you like uh one over the other or do you prefer to kind of go it alone when you're in the ring
1: oh they're both massively different base like uh you could one of the big things I had trouble with was um, when I started doing tag matches, I didn't know how to do them because the psychology of a tag match is so completely different to a singles. But um, I really, I really enjoy both for different aspects. I really enjoy tag matches because you don't have to do as much. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, I, I also really enjoy singles matches because m- most of the attentions on you, which is really, which is great as well. And you can figure out tag matches are so difficult to me. But I really enjoy them because, one, it's a challenge. I really enjoy challenging myself in wrestling. And, two, I get to work with people that I really like. Like, I'm so I'm ridiculously looking forward to working with Frankie.
0: Yeah, and uh, what would you say is some of your standout matches that you've had so far in your, your uh, you know, your your career? So, any, any matches that you really enjoyed you thought were absolutely standout matches? And uh, tell us a bit about some of your favourite matches that you've been involved in.
1: Okay, cool. Uh, Sue? Going back. Uh, now that I'm thinking about it, they've all gone out of my head. One of one of my favorite matches that I had in two thousand eight was versus Drew Parker. That was a really, wow. really Yeah, that was a really fun match. Um, I I basically just uh, I went up to my promoter and I was like, look, dude I really want a a good death match. And he was like, yeah, cool, we'll bring in Drew Parker then. I was
0: like, whoa! There we (laughs) go, yeah.
1: Yeah, so that was a a huge, like, um, well, you asked for it, now prove yourself, and yeah, I went and did it. (laughs) It was freaking awesome. Um, Awesome. Yeah, and we did everything in that. I actually made my own weapon for it as well, which was quite funny.
0: Awesome. And uh, any others that jump to mind?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, There was a triple threat that... um, that where I won my first title in, I really love that. That was just, um, that was so super fun. And I really loved the two guys I was working in there with, which is uh, Aaron Warnes and Callum Chuck, love both of them to pieces. (laughs) Um, and there was a match I had recently. Well, I say recently, uh, back in June, which was against CJ Carter. And that was at wrestling league as well, which was a hardcore match. And that was so, so much fun because me, uh, I, me and cj just have ridiculously ridiculously good chemistry with each other like the first time that we uh ever had a match against each other we were talking like oh i do this move and this move and this move and we're like oh wait i also do that move <laughs> so um, nice. we, we have awesome chemistry and um yeah and uh, we t- we tore the house down with that one that w- he came in as like a fresh face as well and uh he yeah I, he was fully over by the end of it the crowd were chanting his name and i got to do legos which uh, crossed the last bump off my player
0: Ooh, that's the uh, <laughs> yeah that
1: was that was on my bucket list i had uh, i had fr- three things on my bucket list bumping bucket list which were uh, table thumbtacks and legos
0: wow and you've done all three yes ah crikey um uh, just to look into the future then so are there any wrestlers that you would like to be in the ring with that you haven't had a chance to wrestle so far so any any kind of future opponents that are on your bucket list
1: oh god you put me on the spot here (laughs) um clint Majira. uh mainly because our last match just ended in such a in such a sad way like i really want that opportunity just to just to do it again you know like just to be able to um yeah, just to be able to refresh and be like, okay, cool, let's go and do go and do the match that we originally planned out. Yeah, um, there's uh, tr- there's uh, one of my one of my friends at my school. Uh, his name's Richie Rich. I really want to match against him. He's absolutely brilliant. Um, the Bone Brothers as well. They're a tag team that's uh, cracking around Essex uh, Essex and just like the whole of southeast of England at the moment. They're awesome. Paul Robinson as well. I'd love to have a match against Paul.
0: Oh, he's one of my favorites.
1: He's he's super cool. I'd love to have a match against Paul Robinson. Um,
0: that's a pretty good list already.
1: Yeah, no, that's a pretty solid list.
0: And uh, what what what, what, what uh, motivates you as a wrestler, then, Jack? So, what keeps you uh, motivated? What kind of uh, motivates you before you go into the ring? And what keeps you you kind of passionate uh, about professional wrestling?
1: I think it's just like I I really it's it's a way to express myself creatively like it's it's a way for me to show who I am as a person go out there and tell a story and entertain people uh, in a way in the the only way that I know how because I'm not I can't play an instrument I can't sing but I can go out there and I can fight people uh, and tell a story and if I can entertain one person that's all I need. You know, if I can make if I can make a crowd pop or if I can make them me, as long as I have, you know, that rest assured that I've gone out there and I've entertained a crowd to the best of my capability and I've made and I've just made someone's weekend a little bit better. That's that's all I really want. I just want to make everyone have a good time. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's awesome. That's awesome. And are there any, any wrestlers, uh, either kind of famous, uh, working with WWE or maybe, uh, on the independent circuit that, that have really, really inspired you over the years, not necessarily in terms of your gimmick or your wrestling style, but, uh, that you really looked up to and, uh, somebody that that's kind of inspired you, um, to be a better wrestler or maybe a better person, anybody out there that you want to give a shout out to?
1: Uh, I mean, like, it's so weird but like alistair black i think is probably up there because like he his progression from the indies from tommy end going into wwe and being that like like that satanic character and like he's still such he seems like such a lovely bloke like everything that he puts out on twitter just seems like the loveliest stuff in the world and i just really respect his work ethic and everything that he does uh he's definitely one he's up there
0: yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And uh, speaking of kind of influences and uh, uh, mentors, what, what's the biggest bit of advice that you've uh, been given uh, that, that's really helped you so far in your wrestling career? <laughs> uh,
1: if you think uh, if you think you're going slow, go slower. Right. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. I used,
0: you yeah, hear that it, quite a lot, actually, from, uh, from, from wrestlers, you know, to slow down and, you know, slow down even more and uh, to tell that story.
1: Oh, God, yeah, no, I was awful for it when I first started. And, uh, yeah, it's taken me a long time. But, yeah, I finally finally learned how to pace.
0: <laughs> yeah, and look, looking into the future, so, okay, so you've already started your rehab and your training. So looking into 2020, just around the corner, do you have any, any future goals then, Jack? So you're hoping to obviously be back in the ring uh, early into the new year. Um, what does what uh, 2020 have in store for Xander? For
1: honestly it's just getting back into it and being able to uh perform in front of people again i like I'm, i i had a lot of goals this year which unfortunately i didn't get to achieve because of what happened but my goal for next year is honestly just to get back in the ring and just do what i love every week every month as long as uh, like and hopefully like every weekend like genuinely if i could that's that's a goal <laughs> if i can do yeah. it every if i can do it every weekend i'll be happy
0: yeah, and are there any kind of independent companies uh, that you'd like to work for that you haven't done so already?
1: Oh Riptide. <laughs> Riptide are yeah. uh, so cool. I've gone down to Riptide a few times and they are genuinely probably the coolest promotion out there. They're, they're, the way they film, the uh, the stories they put on it's just the way they present themselves. I love it to pieces.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Listen, uh, final question then, Jack, uh, before we wrap up this interview, if you had one message uh, to give to your rivals or to the wrestling world in general, what would it be?
1: I'm coming back.
0: He's coming back, ladies and gentlemen. He's coming back. 2020 is going to be his year. Listen, Jack Zander, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you. Thank you so much for coming on the Wrestling with John's podcast. It's been an absolute delight to speak to you. Before we let you go, though, uh, uh, do you have any 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 social media plugs, any handles that you want to kind of throw out there uh, so that my listeners can get in touch with you, say hi, or potentially if there's a promoter that wants to get in touch with you, how can they?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure on all social media uh, it's Xander TGK. So at, on Twitter is at Xander TGK. On Instagram is Xander TGK, and I'm pretty sure on Facebook is exactly the same as well. So there you go.
0: There we go. Well, uh, I'm sure that Xander's uh, um, uh, handles will be included in all of the tweets and Facebook posts, so uh, you can get a hold of him that way as well. But uh, uh, Jack, thank you so much for coming on the Wrestling with Jonas podcast. I hope you've enjoyed the experience, buddy. I have, thank you no you're very welcome and uh, you never know we could get to speak to you somewhere down the line hopefully when you're uh, back in the ring and we can kind of catch up with you again uh, when you're fully fit and uh, active but uh, thank you very much Um, so uh, that's pretty much all from this interview with uh, Jack Alexander otherwise known as Xander. we look forward to doing more interviews in conjunction with uh, Independent Wrestling Elite UK in the future so stay tuned for those Um, our next show, our next Wrestling Jobless podcast episode will be dropping on Saturday where we cover our usual NXT and AEW dynamite uh we'll also be doing our nxt takeover war games and survivor series predictions so that's on our next episode which we drop in on saturday but but in the meantime but please keep it tuned to the wrestling with john's podcast for all of your weekly nxt and AEW updates uh, including wwe and AEW pay-per-views and so much more of course and if you've enjoyed listening to this, to this podcast, please don't forget to spread the word. Tell your friends and tell your family. And don't forget to subscribe to the Wrestling Jonas podcast so you don't miss out on a single episode. In the meantime, from myself and from Jack, uh, it's uh, goodbye from us and uh, have yourself a great week. Thank you very much for listening.